Hi, welcome to Matters of the Heart and Soul. I'm your host, Janie Charlotte. Matters of the Heart and Soul is a podcast to raise awareness and awaken humanity to all that is within. We want to be a beacon of light on your life journey. Hi guys, welcome to Matters of the Heart and Soul podcast. My name is Janie Charlotte, your host, and welcome to a new episode. On today's podcast, we are talking with Miss Kylie Ross. Welcome to the podcast, Kylie. Thank you so much. So I'm really, really excited about this conversation. Um, Kylie has an amazing story, an amazing testimony. She is the owner of V-Rock Fitness. And uh, V-Rock Fitness and NP's Higher Health and Weight Loss are partnering, and we always look for these types of partnerships. Um, so, but we have Kylie on this show to really talk about her personal story of overcoming depression and weight loss. I'm sorry, depression and obesity. So let's get right in, Kylie. Okay. Um, so I understand that you have pretty much fought obesity since childhood. Yes. So tell us a little bit about that growing up as a child and in, in elementary school being overweight. So that was really a roller coaster ride. Um, I did have a very few, a very small circle, excuse me, of uh, friends, you know, that I would consider, oh, she's my best friend. Yeah. But for the most part, it was like no matter what room I entered, what classroom, you know, if it was a lunchroom or outside for the gym, there was always a snarky remark. Yeah. Oh, here comes fatty, fat blank Kylie, you know, just any little thing. If mm -hmm. there was a race, I would be overlooked. They will automatically say, well, no, we're not going to take her because we know she can't hardly run. Mm -hmm. And I even remember an incident where there was a disabled student that was chosen over me simply because of my weight. Mm -hmm. And it was just constant pain and embarrassment that I remember. And in elementary school, were you significantly overbees? Uh, how would you describe your weight in elementary school that as far as you could remember? Yes. So I was considered more on the chart at the doctor's office. I was considered morbidly obese from um, honestly four years old, still in preschool, throughout um, middle school, eighth grade, middle school. Mm -hmm. And when I got to high school, I was on the overweight chart, but then once I got to be an adult, I creeped back up to morbidly obese, mm -hmm. um, just up and down, depending on where I was in life, you know, how happy I was Yeah, constantly during the younger years, definitely in the morbidly obese. And would you say, um, in elementary was also when you had depression symptoms as well would you say or absolutely. okay yeah, absolutely now looking back on that time i can easily recognize and say yes i had depression uh behavior mm -hmm. and, and symptoms that were permeating yeah. off of me during that time um it, just wanting to be alone, you know, just not wanting to really be around other people, shying away automatically, you know, if gym class, not wanting to 
really go to gym, but especially when it was time to change clothes or, you know, do anything specific, it was just, please don't pick me, please don't pick me, wow. you know, and just wanting to be in my own little dark corner and just hide, even trying to skip yeah. some very big um, collective activities like pep rallies and all of that and parties, knowing there was going to be food, knowing, oh, here comes more jokes in front yeah. of everybody. Yeah. And am I going to have the right comeback line to, you know, offset it? Yeah. And, you know, um, weight bias is a real thing, um, especially, you know, um, with what I see treating obesity. Um, and we really have to treat our kids to be kind. Uh, I think some things are obvious, right? Racism and things like that. But we, I feel like weight bias kind of goes under the radar a whole lot. Absolutely. And I do, kids are so cruel. So we really, really got to be conscious and we really have to teach our kids a lot of kindness. Um, so did you get a lot of uh, negativity from your family as well, from close family members? I did get some. Um, the kids at church, you know, some of my cousins, um, my cousins weren't as bad, but you know, whenever we were really playing, some of my childhood friends, when they would come over, you know, some distance relatives. Um, and there was one family member in particular, he would just really, he, I really thought of him as a bully. He's deceased mm -hmm. now, but he, it was accepted. It was like, oh, that's just how he is. Mm -hmm. You know, and it was very downplayed and, and just dismissed when I would, you know, cry or complain or tattletale, as we would say mm -hmm. back in the day. Um, so, yeah, there, there was some of that. But I will say that I would not categorize it as abuse. Mm -hmm. Because I do know that there are some children who truly do face that verbal abuse mm -hmm. in their household and mm -hmm. among other family members. And I can graciously say, I'm very thankful to say, I did not, I do not believe I experienced that. Yeah. It was just more in the, okay, we may have gone a little too far with playing or hurt our feelings, mm -hmm. you know, something like that. Every but now and then. Do you feel things were said from family members to toughen you up, to feel like, hey, you're going to get this from the world? so let's give it to you first or... no, I would say that may be why my mom and grandma did not really address it okay I would say that may be why they kind of let it ride and dismissed it a little bit because mm -hmm. you especially my mom now that I'm older she'll tell me all the time you know I know how cruel this world can be I know yeah. how cruel it is because I went through it a lot yeah yeah even when I wanted to cradle you and coddle you, I knew I couldn't because I'd be doing you a disservice as your mom. Mm. So I, that's the part I would say. And do you feel that that was the case? Do you feel that um, what she did by not coddling you, do you feel that she served the purpose she wanted to serve? Looking back on it, I guess, at this point? Yeah, I do believe so. Now, of course, you can never prepare for what, is to come in that particular person's future. Right. Um, you know, if I may, I'll just go into it. As an adult, when I started trying to work, you know, after graduating high school, going through college, almost done with college, trying to work and having the mentor or supposed to be mentor, um, you know, out of your boss or even a teacher, that part, I don't think my mom expected. Mm -hmm. And 
I correct myself, even in high school, I remember a specific time when I was trying to graduate my senior year, a teacher, previous teacher, very just, no, you're not going to make it. Hmm. I knew I had done what I needed to do to be an honor student. And she literally said and did whatever she did to make that not happen. And just like said, no, that's, that's not going to be the case, but you can help me get the others ready. It was like, what? And that set my mom off. I think that's so, so this was in high school. Yes. And this was a teacher. And mm-hmm. um, you're saying you had worked hard to get on honor roll, but you feel like she didn't give you the grade to make honor roll. No, I had the grade. Okay. I had the grade, but she literally took me off of the list. Right. It was very, very weird. And that's exactly how me and my mom was left. But Janie, I will tell you, that was the beginning of what else came Mm. later on down the line. My image, and was told this, your image, you're you're not going to make it. I went from this, was this from the teacher? Was this from the same teacher? Okay, wow. From the teacher, and then on into college, I went to a technical school in Tampa for fashion design and marketing. Was told flat out from a te- from a professor there, as well as from the guidance counselor there. Mm-hmm. You're not going to make it. Your 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 skill set is not there. Your image is off. Mm. You can't do any fashion shows. Nobody's going to come to them. From there on to trying to get a job, working at one of you know the luxury prestigious retail stores, being told by a supervisor, your image is it's not. Mm-mm. Look, look at this girl over here. Look, 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 look at such and such over here. And I'm talking about like Caucasian, beautiful, blue eyed, blonde hair, six foot tall, size two young lady. Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you're wanting me who is what, 20, 20, 19 or 20 years old, size 22 to a 26. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, and then African-American with different type of hair, not blonde. And if mm. I try to do a blonde, it's not going to look like her blonde. Right. Um, you wanted me to mimic her. So from high school, you wanted to get into fashion design or, okay. Okay. So, and, um, this was known to your high school teacher. Mm-hmm. And then, so she just pretty much discouraged you. Just discouraged. Because of the image. Wow. Talk about crushing some dreams, right? Absolutely. But yet I was good enough to help prepare the others. Wow. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So Kylie, I mean, you know, how did that make you feel? It really, again, it was just, it was more of a self-worth thing. Mm -hmm. I think I've spent more of my lifetime just not feeling like I, as a person, am enough yeah just to even exist it's like okay so i'm good enough to clean up but i'm not good enough to be a part even though i do my part even though i work really really hard to make sure that i have all the credentials i need the expertise that i need in something it's like it's just not enough yeah and these teachers and your supervisors along the way were they african-american were they caucasian caucasian every last one of them Mm -hmm. every last one of them Okay. And then, so when you got into college, uh, what was your weight then? What was your weight at 20 years old? Let's see, 20 years old. I know I was over 200. I just can't remember 
the actual number, but I do know I was, I fluctuated from a size 18 to a 26. Okay. So again, it just depended on how my life was going, how great, how well, how happy I was. I was always trying to be a health nut, but there were times I would fall off and I'd jump back, you know, just that. Yeah. Um, I want to read something from your testimony. Um, after topping my highest at 400 pounds and trying every program made to men, I started having severe health conditions. My doctor told me at the age of 24, I was dying. Um, and then you started to begin to research bariatric surgery. So tell us how you got to 400 pounds and what were the severe health conditions that you faced? So with... During that time, I was actually living in Birmingham, Alabama, and I was, for one, working in fast food joints, trying to just make ends meet. Mm -hmm. um, so I was. Are you on, from Alabama, or where did you? I'm from Alabama, but not okay. Birmingham. Yeah, another another uh, town called Eufaula, very small okay. town. Okay. Okay. And I um, was there trying to, you know, like I said, make ends meet, trying to get started back up on my feet again, and. I was on my feet working anywhere from 21 to 22 hours a day for at least five days out the week. That's a lot, but I'm in fast food. So I'm grabbing what I can eat. Right. Mm -hmm. I to date, had this uh, boyfriend at the time who also worked in fast food was of a different culture. Um, and it was very weird because I was trying to lose weight at the time. I was still going through my roller coaster, but Every time I tried to get back into losing weight, he like would cut that off. He would find some kind of way to get my attention elsewhere, feed me, and then, you know, that was it. Was so he after, also overweight or no? no. Mm -mm. So, um, you know, and I would try to express my aggravation, but it was like it was on deaf ears. So, of course, already having low self-esteem, I didn't, I didn't make the sound decision to leave. I stuck it out. Mm -hmm. And after only eight months, I realized, okay, this is not working. He began cheating and just like ghosting me, so to speak. You know, I would be like two weeks at a time. I couldn't get in touch with him. And it was just crazy. So when I finally got the nerve to leave, after that, I really, really just felt like I was alone in the world. It was like I would look around and it was just myself. I lived alone. You know, I didn't, I wasn't social because again, I was always looking for ways to just be by myself. I didn't want that. And I literally just ate. I would go to Macy's. I would get the big box of Godiva chocolate and I would um, just eat that, boxes of it. I would get pizzas, hamburgers. It didn't matter. You name it, I was indulging. Yeah. That was my comfort. That was where I got my love from. Mm -hmm. So, of course, with that, just going with the flow, I gained and gained and gained and gained and gained. I reached my top weight of 400 pounds, size 28 to 30. I had no choice but to shop at stores such as Lane Bryant, Torrid, Ashley Stewart, those that would accommodate the larger sizes. There was no squeezing or fitting in anything. I had to completely restructure, get all new, everything, clothing, all that stuff. Um, my health issues, it began with my um, heart. 
I started having extra heart palpitations. Um, I was having symptoms where I literally thought I was having a heart attack. Called 911 and everything. Mm. Couldn't breathe, couldn't, like, I was like on the floor crawling. And again, I'm living alone, 23, 24 years old. Then it went into joints because I'm not very short, I'm considered tall. Um, still trying to be active, you know, walking, sometimes running, wasn't working, but still, mm -hmm. um, just the normal activity, it started weighing on my joints to the point where I actually tore um, some ligaments in my ankles. Mm -hmm. And then my knees became very, very weak. Um, and it, it was just literally one thing after another with my joints. Mm -hmm. The the supplements were not helping. The shots were not helping. Physical therapy was not helping. They kept saying, it's your weight. It's your weight. You've got to see about it. Now, miraculously, even though diabetes runs heavy in my family, never was diagnosed with it. I've gotten as far as the pre-diabetic range, but never to where they needed to put me on medication. Mm -hmm. But the heart, the joints and uh, ligaments, horrible. Were you on any other medication for like cholesterol or anything like that? Was that elevated during that time? Believe it or not, no. Yeah. No. So it was and a lot of emotional weight. It was a lot of emotional weight. And that's why when the doctor told me, Ms. Ross, you're, you're literally dying. And I was like, what do you mean? I'm not on medication. I'm not diabetic or whatever. Because, you know, we automatically assume, especially in African-American culture, you're pretty much fairly healthy unless you are on those type of medications and things like that generally. Mm -hmm. But outside of that, I'm like, what do you mean I'm dying? And he said, you're literally killing yourself. You're eating yourself to death. Yeah. You're not, you're, the way you're reaching, you're, you won't hardly see yourself to 30. That did something to me. So that was the wake up call. That was the wake up call. I was like, okay, well, I can't go tell mama that. <laughs> so that was when I said, well, what can I do? I've tried everything. And I mean, literally Atkins. Um, I even did some of the shots. I was even, uh, did the keto. I mean, every single thing I have tried it, but. Did you lose here and there? Regain you know, the yo-yo dieting? Yo-yo. Yes. But because it wasn't in here, yeah. in my mind. That is why I kept saying it's not working. It's a mindset and it's, it's a, a health mindset. mindset and it's so true. And, and you have to face mm -hmm. the issues because they don't go away. You have to face the depression that you had and all that stuff. You have to face that. And then when you get through that, things just, doors just start to open up. Yes. So... Okay, so we're now we're at the point of bariatric surgery, um, and I understand that's a, an extensive um, pre-surgical pre workup. Um, I know you go through counseling, a lot of yeah. different things, um, and so you got to the point where you were ready. Yes. So yeah. at the beginning of your bariatric surgery, were you at 400 pounds? Um, they, so I was at 400 pounds still when I was approved. Okay. And once you're approved, they put you on this um, two-week um, diet, but it consists of let, uh, salads and then broth. Okay. You know, and broth. I just want to um, clarify, because there's a lot of weight loss surgeries out there. Mm -hmm. And um, to clarify, you had bypass, bariatric bypass surgery. Yes. Because okay. there's the bands and there's a lot of different things out there, but you right. had... 
I had the traditional gastro bypass RX where they literally surgically cut my stomach, put it back to a baby size, rerouted my small intestines, all of that. Okay. And um, bariatric surgery, in that surgery, what is the size of your new tummy? Because it's significantly smaller, right? Mm -hmm. So it's four ounces. It holds like anywhere from two to four ounces. Wow. Um, and, and just like, this is about an eight ounce cup. Smaller than that. Of, yeah. So <laughs> like four ounces is like half of that. That's, mm-hmm. that was the size of, or is the size of your tummy. Yes. yes. And, um, and you clearly did well because some people get this surgery and do not do well um, because of nutritional. I mean, it's, it's a big surgery. Um, what people don't understand is that once you get past the I can't, yes. as far as like how much I can hold, um, what, what will affect me? Because, you know, you'll get, I had um, acid reflux, so I couldn't eat some stuff. But once you get past that after a few months, they tell you, the therapist will tell you, those cravings are going to come back. That's why I've got to make sure that we address these factors the best we can, the quickest we can. Yeah. You have the, mental, the mental part. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is why a lot of times as those cravings come, as that time passes, those scars heal, that tummy can stretch again, just like from when you're a baby growing up. And that's why a lot of patients, they, they may have seen the success, but then they revert back. Yeah. So, um, you were approved, you said at 400 pounds, and then when you went into surgery. Right, so we had the two-week diet, and um, I went down to 394, I think it was, or 384, I'm sorry, 384. Okay. Um, And then, yes, surgery day, surgery day, um, that was July 18th, 2011. Okay. And um, it was a success, thankfully. Had it there in Birmingham. Um, the doctor was very good. That's all that he did. Bariatric surgeon, that's all he did. Um, so that was a success. And like I said, you know, once I started, they give you this big, huge binder. And they already know the kind of foods that, you know, may upset you, may make you want to gag or, you know, feel ill or nauseated. So they already tell you, stay away from these foods. Um, they're giving you the little medicine cups to measure by and all of that. And you're on this strict plan, Mm -hmm. plan, you know, you're, because you can only eat this much and you're not hungry at first, but you know, you have to eat. You're literally having to be on a schedule so that you can take care of yourself. Um, Another thing that you lose naturally is that your body no longer holds on nor naturally produces some of the vitamins and nutrients that, you know, a normal body without that surgery will produce. So that's a lifelong thing. Mm -hmm. You know, that's just a lifelong situation you have to be ready for. Um, So I have to consciously, every month, I am replenishing my vitamins. Yeah. So So we're in 2020. It's about nine years since your surgery. And um, tell us about your weight loss. Um, Where are you? How did, in, in a year or two, where were you and then where are you now? So after about a year... I dropped 75 pounds. So I was right at. Yeah. Were you feeling good? Was your confidence coming back? Was your self-esteem starting to increase? Or were you still battling the emotional issues? It's so funny you said that because it, it was literally just sporadic. 
And I think it depended on, again, how well I may have dressed for that day. Um, if I may have just gone shopping and I realized, oh, wow, I'm in another size smaller. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, but my weight loss did not just plummet. Like it was still steady, you know, every day. Cause we had to weigh every day. Um, and Which I is honestly I, the healthy way yeah, to do it. Yes. I, I would see maybe like, you know, a pound to two pounds drop in a day as opposed to some people seeing, you know, more, which was scary almost. But for me, like I say, you know, if I would go shopping and see where, oh my gosh, I'm in another size smaller, then it was like, yeah, I felt great. Yeah. But here comes the social part. If I knew that I was going to be around a lot of people, if I knew I was going to be around, you know, like my coworkers who would see my my progression and they see I'm coming in with something new feeling good you know they may make this big to do like oh hey you look mm -hmm. great it would make me want to shrivel up again mm. and I would literally just like go and hide just like no don't look at me so it was still an internal battle and I would say that I really I have not fully overcome it 100% but around year four five I was in Georgia at the time. I would say that I got to about 50 to 60% stronger. That's awesome. Now I would say I'm about 90, 95-ish percent there. Yeah. Still not hundred percent there because I'll tell you, I still see the old me. When I look in the mirror, even though I'm putting on a whole nother size, mm -hmm. I still see automatically the old Kylie from 2011, 2010. And it's not until I will post a before picture and a current picture of myself, which is why I'll do that from time to time on social media. It's really for me. Yeah. To it's say, Hey, me. look how far I've come. Yes. Don't yeah. take this for granted because I did gain a little bit. I went up a smidge. Yeah. I moved, but thankfully I was able to recognize it quicker, which is something I've never been able to do. And I went yeah. right on and I attacked it. Yeah. Um, so from about a size 28, you said 30, 30. Um, mm -hmm. and you know, what size are you now? If you don't mind sharing, I, cause I feel like your testimony is going to help so many people. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's not about the size. This me asking you the size is about your journey. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and it's, and it's letting people know, Hey, you can do it. You could do it. And there's a lot of options there's, and you don't have to feel bad because, Hey, I had to do surgery or I had to do this, or I had to do that. No. Um, everybody has their walk and everybody has their own life to live. And, um, everybody has their own medical issues that you have to overcome. Mm -hmm. So it's really to say, Hey, it's a journey. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So now I am proudly in a size 12. Wow. That's great. Thank you. And that's, that's a Missy, awesome. not a, not a women 12. That is a straight up Missy 12. So I'm so excited. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, congratulations. <laughs> Thank, you. Um, Thank you. I do weight management and it's a joy. It's really a joy seeing progress and just, I mean, because when you're really trying hard at something, every little thing counts, every little inch. And sometimes it's not about the weight, it's about the inches and this and that. But mm -hmm. that is amazing, amazing, amazing. Um, so tell us about V-Rock. Tell us about V-Rock Fitness. 
So B-Rock Fitness is a virtual and mobile fitness and health company. What I mean by that is we will travel, of course, pre-COVID. <laughs> um, and we also host classes online as well as virtual support nutrition groups as well. Um, now, of course, I am not a medical physician in any way. Um, I am nothing like that. I'm not even a, a dietitian, registered dietitian, and I make that very known up front. The most that I do, um, well, I have a to be mindset nutrition mentor certification. Mm -hmm. So that means I fall under Dr. Um, Alana Molstein's program to be mindset, and I help support people that are wanting to make that life change and just you know, help with those factors. Yeah. So that's the culture behind it. And it's more support than anything. Letting yeah. women know, letting men know we're all in the same boat, guys. There is no judgment here. There is no body shaming. None of that. We teach fitness classes on all fitness levels. Yeah. Like literally. So our formats are varied. Um, and we're, you know, I'm talking through, okay, if you can't do this yet, don't worry. It's just flexibility. You will get there. Yeah. So that's the focus, that support and that, that virtual capacity. And you have over 10 licensures and certifications, including personal trainer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, very excited about that. Um, very in tune with Zumba, you know, strong by Zumba, um, um, Zumba Gold, B1 Steps, all that. So if you're familiar with Zumba, um, MixFit, we, I even created my own bootcamp format, um, Lean Up Bootcamp. Very yes. popular. Prior to COVID, we were in like four locations. <laughs> you have waist trainers yes. um, that you can purchase on her website. I mean, yes. Kylie, it, it's, it's amazing. Everything you've done. And uh, we are partnering, and I'm really excited about that because I do medical weight loss. I do prescription things, and um, adding Kylie and her expertise will be amazing. So we are actually um, launching uh, Join the Movement uh, <laughs> virtual fitness classes, and um, you can get them Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays virtually. Um, Kylie and her instructors will be an head of all that, um, but it's going to be in, in conjunction with some things that I offer um, yes. medically. Yes. So, um, you know, look us up. You can go on either website. We'll have everything for you guys. Um, Kylie, what is your best advice to um, morbidly obese women who are suffering? Um, with depression and, and the weight is, is the cause. Um, you mentioned that you just always felt like you weren't enough. You was always looking for validation outside of yourself. Um, what's your best advice for those women? Like, what's the first step? First step that I would say is to be honest with yourself. Meaning, and I know this, I, I don't want this to come out the wrong way, but when you look at yourself in the mirror, what is it that you want to see? Mm -hmm. I had to come to terms with that. Now we have a lot of people saying, oh, you know, big is beautiful and da, 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 da. I have nothing at all against that. I will never say anything negative against it. However, what I will say is if that is not truly how you want to be, if you want to be able to have a healthy 
long, long life, truly be honest with yourself. Am I fully healthy? And then when you do that and you seek help, no matter whether it is um, medically assisted, such as your facility at MP Higher, or whether it is starting their own journey with walking first. I know people that have done both. Understand that it is going to be a process. And this process, this journey, it is not cute. It is not coming with makeup, a beat face. <laughs> if it does, it's not going to stay that way. It is, you know, it comes with tears. It comes with up and downs, ups and flows, all of that. It's but so just, true. You know, yes. It's you know. so true. Um, you know, when I, when I was just kind of really um, setting some goals for myself as well, um, I would leave the house with workout clothes on and I would come home at the end of the day at 8 p.m. with work, workout clothes on because I knew that, hey, when I leave the house, drop my son off, go get groceries, go do this, I'm doing all these things, but I'm going to get this workout in. And if I had these clothes on, I was committed to it. I was right. going to do it. And so workout clothes became what I wore every day, but it was a part of me committing to it and saying, this is, this is what I'm going to do today. Mm -hmm. And it's so mm -hmm. true. It is a journey. And um, one of the biggest things that I do, because in treating weight management is a lot of mental coaching that I do and people are impatient and you, you didn't get all this weight on overnight and it's mm -hmm. not going to come off overnight. Mm -hmm. So I always get all of my clients to set intentions. Yes. You have to tell me three to five intentions that you are setting in regards to your health and weight management goals. Mm -hmm. And when you say those intentions every morning, you are just, with your words, you are putting it out there yeah. for it to happen. Because when the mind is set, the body will, will follow. Yes. That's just, and yes. that is the reality of it. Absolutely. And you know, the, the, um, with the mind, I, and I'm sure you know this, of course, it's almost like we have to get into their psyche and be able to really hype them up. Like just teaching fitness, not even delving into your part yet. Like if I see them in class and I see that they're so discouraged, I'm immediately, let me get into that head. Let, yeah. me, let me help you see what I yeah. see. Yeah. So when they're with you, I'm sure you're doing the same thing, yeah. but on a whole nother level, of course. Yeah because you're attacking that food. Coaching is the biggest part of it because you are adapting new ways to one, deal with stress because like you said, you ate all of your emotions, you ate them. Um, some people deal with bulimia because they don't eat. So emotions, will and unbalanced unchecked emotions can do a lot of things it can cause mm -hmm. so many issues so we have to learn how to to really get a handle and master our own emotions absolutely yeah absolutely. um what is a book that you can recommend to our listeners any book it could be on weight loss it could be on depression just whatever you feel that's somewhere helped you and you're like, I want to share this book with, with the world. I'll be honest with you. I'm not a big like book novel reader, but when I was, I was more into the suspense and mystery. I okay. love John Grisham. And the reason why is because it took my mind off of my reality. Ah, while getting me into someone else's reality. It wasn't like the fantasy, you know, like, oh, that's never going to happen. You were able to escape 
yes. the problems, basically. Yes. Yeah. And, and I, really I, I don't that. recommend that so much because we need to face our <laughs> issues. <laughs> we do. Yeah. Yes, but no, I. Mm-mm. Yeah. As far so as what are, what are some things you do now to balance yourself emotionally and to keep you keep the the darker emotions from coming up? How do you balance that now? So now it's a lot of the self-talking, the affirmations, as you mentioned, like making my intentions known. I follow my own advice. That's been the biggest thing for me. Yeah. When, you know, I have my students that I'm trying to support and trying to get them through that class, I'm literally turning around saying, okay, here we go. Go to your happy place, Kylie. Do not revert back. This is just a minor hump in the road, but you have successfully overcome many others. It's going to be okay. Also, having a strong support system. doesn't have to be huge, but it has to be strong. Mm, Um, I can tell you my mother is a big part of my strong support system. Mm -hmm. Have a couple of other ladies that are um, closer to my age range, of course. You know, we kind of just talk through other parts of life, but very, very, very small. But Mm -hmm. they are very strong also because they have their own journey and testimonies. They can definitely relate. We're very like-minded. We're, you know, we're, we're smart. We love to learn. We are selfless. Mm-hmm. We're, you know, we're effective listeners. And because of that, they know when I need to call on them, they're like, oh girl, what's going on? Yeah. And I can just, I can literally just confide and know that it's going to stay in that very small, but strong circle. And I'm going to get the support I need also. Um, Right now, during COVID, uh, people are gaining weight. Yes. Um, people are gaining stress, weight, emotional eating, mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. Um, what can you recommend um, that for people to keep a check on that, on the emotional part? On the emotional part, so yeah. that that is a tough one. I won't, I won't lie. Um, I have even experienced it early on, just adjusting. But what I have always said, go easy on yourself. This is not the time to beat yourself up. It's simply the time to, again, refocus, taking one stage at a time, one goal. I've even encouraged people, just get a water goal and work up to that first. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to try to get at least a gallon in, right? Well, go to half a gallon. Just start with that first, whatever is easiest for you. Because now is not the time to add unnecessary stress that can, you know, that can really tip you over. It's so much going on. Mm -hmm. So that's the best advice that I can give. Do not beat yourself up. This is the time where you want to be a little easy on yourself, but still focus, refocus, and just take it one baby step at a time. Yeah. Complete that circle. Yeah. That's good advice. A couple other questions and we will be wrapping it up. Um, you mentioned dating when you were, um, at your, I guess it was pretty a bad point, right? How has dating been for you through the transition after bariatric surgery, um, and getting into your new body? Mm-hmm. Um, and I ask that because um, a lot of conferences that I attend on weight management, mm-hmm. um, sometimes relationships break up when 
you know, either the woman or the man lose a significant amount of weight because it's almost a brand new person. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they were together because of some other issue. Mm -hmm. And so usually when that person lose that weight, they're also losing all that emotional baggage. Mm -hmm. So any experience with that or any recommendations with that? Um, so for me personally, dating is not, but that is a choice. <laughs> I do not want to scare anyone. <laughs> that is simply just a choice because I have other priorities going on right now, such as my new baby, V-Rock Fitness, of course. Yeah, um, that's, that's yes. a big one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but um, I will tell anyone, don't be afraid of it. Allow, allow the, the new you to also bring about that new self-esteem and don't feel like you need to pat it down or uh, what's another phrase I can use? Um, shrink. <laughs> yeah. Shrink it down, you know, yeah. or try to take away from it because you have worked your butt off for that. Embrace it and only look for people that are willing again, that strong yet small support circle that also includes relationships. Yeah. Not just friendships, relationships too. If they cannot support, be it male or female, they got to go. Yeah. Because if not, the only, the only one that's going to be heard out of this will be you. Yeah. Did you experience um, friendships or relationships where, oh, it's the new Kylie and, you know, she thinks she's somebody else mm -hmm. and those relationships ended? Our friendships ended? Absolutely. Um, yeah. It was more, it, it was so crazy because, you know, people have such sneaky ways of kind of getting their little shade out. Mm -hmm. They won't necessarily. It's almost like, as long as you were big mm -hmm. and, you know, not and depressed, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You, you're fine. But right. when you're confident and you're confident in yourself and you're confident in the way you're wearing your clothes, there's a problem. Oh yeah. It's, and it's to the point to where now you want to go out to eat and you want to go back to the places where, oh, we was hanging out, getting it in. Mm. And when you see that I'm really searching that menu, looking for something else. And not only that, but you see where I'm not eating the whole plate and I'm saying, okay, thank you. That's enough. You're now telling me, no, you needed to go play. You don't want to waste food. Mm. Like you're trying to now force me one way or the other to go back into that old lifestyle. Yeah. It's no different than, you know, someone who may have experienced alcoholism or, you know. Exactly. Exactly. You know, if someone's going to keep giving you a drink and you're trying to stay away from alcohol, you have to get those people out of your life. And I coach on that. It's like, you know, Stick with people who's going to support you no, and, and they know your goals. They know you're trying to maintain a healthy lifestyle, but the people that's constantly trying to push you, there's underlying reasons for that. And, you know, and it's, I'm not saying that they're bad people. It's just that maybe you no longer have that thing in common anymore. Right. The season is up. And then also to that point, they don't understand. Yeah. If you have not walked that walk, if you have not been with that person hand in hand, yeah. whether it were you or whether it was you fully supporting that person every step of the way, 
seeing the journey, seeing how it broke them. And now they've had to literally take brick by brick to recreate the new them. You're not going to understand. Therefore, you nine times out of 10 may or may not respect it. Yeah. And you may not understand how life or death it is to help support them in their new lifestyle. I can't just go to all these great restaurants and just think, oh, I'm just going to sit back and just, I'm going to pick something healthy. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. I've got to plan ahead. Mm -hmm. When I know like holidays, it's all about planning for me. Even now, size 10, if I want to stay that way and get smaller, even I've got to plan it out. Mm -hmm. I can never go back to that way. Yeah. And I know you don't, um, you're not dating and I don't think you have any kids, but I run into a lot of uh, women who are trying to lose weight and they're saying, well, my husband doesn't eat that way or blah, blah, blah. But your husband is not obese. Um, so you have to, you know, I always say cook two meals, do what you have to do to reach your goals. And usually everybody in the house usually adapt to the healthier lifestyle anyway. Because let's be real. Everyone. And it take, yeah. And it takes a lot of discipline and a lot of, um, just determination to say, no, I'm, I'm doing this for me and you mm -hmm. got to do it for you. Exactly. And the adaptation, like you said, it will come because eating healthy isn't, quote, not for everyone. Everyone can stand to eat healthier. Exactly. Even those with a weight problem and without. Exactly. I mean, every day, every single day, you have to be consciously aware. Hey, do I want to choose this? I often say, okay, if I eat this, then I'm not going to do that later. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and sometimes, you know, we're here on earth to experience. We should experience food. We should experience things and, and we shouldn't live a life where we, we're, you know, we can't enjoy ourselves, but like you said, you have to know your, for lack of better words, your demons, yes. your things that you have to stay in check with. Absolutely. Well yeah. said. Well said. Um, mm -hmm. Kylie, last question. Okay. At today, at the time of this podcast, what is the greatest matter of your heart? Wow. So the greatest matter of my heart, I would say... It's having peace for me, being able to have peace and to live every day with some form of happiness, you know, and I say that because I understand that with life, again, ebbs and flows, you'll have obstacles. But if I can at least be able to find happiness in every single day at some point and overall have peace, that is priceless to me. Yeah. It is. Yeah. You know, yeah. not, not find myself in that dark space again. Because when I was in that dark space, it wasn't just for a day. It wasn't just for a few hours. It was days, it was weeks, it was months. It turned into years. I totally agree. And um, I know that you're gonna have that peace. <laughs> I you. know you're gonna have that peace. I, I know you're gonna do whatever you have to do to maintain your peace. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so how can all of our listeners find V-Rock Fitness? Oh, great question. We are all over social media. If you're on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, please, please, please type in V Rock Fitness. That's V R O K Fitness. Um, also, my website, www.vrockfitness.net. 
take you straight there to my website. All of the tabs are there, including information on mine and MP Hired's new partnership, which we are just so thrilled about. Yeah. Um, have such respect for your business, like you as a person, you as a professional, so excited. Um, and email info at brockfitness.net. Again, yes. that's B-R-O-K. Awesome. Kylie, um, I appreciate you so much. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm looking, I am looking forward to the partnership. Um, anyone that really knows me knows some of the intentions I set. And one of them has been to magnetically draw to myself, um, the proper partnerships. And, um, I definitely think this is, this is one, I think, um, your personal testimony will be such a um added thing for our clients um because it's one thing it can be so intimidating to walk into a gym and everybody got six packs and big muscles and their shoulders are nice and it could be very intimidating it can be very very intimidating so um we hope that you know, anybody out there listening, if you just want to shoot um, Kylie an email and just share your story with her, there could be something that she could shed some light on. And we hope that you will join us together in our Join the Movement virtual fitness classes. Yeah. Um, and Join the Movement is about joining the movement as in the movement to beat obesity because that is a chronic disease and that is personally what I specialize in mm -hmm. and also join the movement as in it's time to move our bodies you know sure. you've got to move your body mm -hmm. um we are here in mind body and spirit so we have to maintain the vessels that we are given so Kylie it was amazing 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 I'm looking forward to everything that we have planned in 2021 and um <laughs> that's it guys this has been another episode of matters of the heart and soul podcast this podcast is inspired by love God relationships spirituality justice culture family children finances freedom personal growth energy and vibrations, universal principles, health, education, masculine and feminine energy, music, and all things of the heart and soul. We appreciate you guys. Please like, share, and subscribe to our podcast, and we will check you guys later. Thanks, Kylie. Thank you.